Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Non-League Wanderers. You join us on board a ship. Yeah, lost at sea. Lost at sea. We started raining whilst we were at our latest match, Avro against AFC Darwin, and we've had to sail back, haven't we? Yeah, well it was serious, and I hadn't anchored the, the car properly, no. um, as I'm sure we'll get on to. Um, I left it sort of half, half on shore. Half harboured. Half harboured. A beached whale. Um, and it was gone. Yeah. By the time that um, we, we left, so we're about to hitch with uh, Captain Birdseye. He's uh, cooking us up some nice fish fingers in a minute, um, and we're on the way home. Yeah. We, hope. I mean, we don't know. We've not seen land in a few days. No, it's been a long time. If you want to follow our travels, please follow us on Twitter. Yeah, do that. NL Wanderers. That's non-league Wanderers, isn't it? We're yeah. doing. Sometimes we tweet. Sometimes we don't. I think we tweet most weeks. Oh, most weeks, yeah. 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 Most days, probably. Yeah, probably. We sometimes even get like to retweeted by football clubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you don't expect it as well. Yeah, we got. Um, Ashton United retweeted yeah. us. Sam Shields on. Sam well. Shields. Sam Shields are, are regulars. If you ever tag them in anything, they'll like it. They love it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Stockport. Stockport County. Oh, yeah, for the Edge Department. Yeah. Yeah. Well, famous so us now. Basically famous. So, if you want to get on the bandwagon? Follow us on Twitter. And leave us a review. And leave us a review. Yeah, not so that one, have we? Uh, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one does. No one does. If you do happen to enjoy this, I think it would actually help if you went and reviewed. Yeah. I'm not really sure why, but everyone on the big podcast says it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think maybe we just would get more listeners. Probably. Because we're higher rated or something. We've had a lot of a uh, lot of time to analyse the statistics out here at CF, haven't we? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and we've had a lot of time to plan this podcast. So here's what coming up. In one! <laughs> Afro against AFC Darwin! In two! Don't make news! This isn't planned! In three! <laughs> the old boy! In four! The Bessie's Arches! Come on! In five! We will soon move on to Who Am I? Um, but you'll all be glad to hear that we're also bringing back the 30 seconds of Flaming Mayhem. Yes! Stick it to the 30 By second popular this time. demand. Yeah, and literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you should put like, the countdown music behind you. Do you think? 30 seconds. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. Don't overstretch yourself. No. Anyway. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's it. Um, and that's it it's for us now, so uh, hope you enjoy the show. And with Bound. Ticket prices getting you down. Prima Donna players making you frown. Whether it's Dan at Saturn United or watching Geertet, you'll be delighted. Join us, follow our lead. Join us and follow non-league. So as always, we'll start with the who am I? Alex Henley, you have prepared the questions, clues, ideas, <laughs> questions. and answers. Yeah, yeah, well, there's an answer. Um, and last week's answer, well, Tuesday's answer, when it yeah. came out, um, I've had feedback. People found it too easy. Well, you, people have said that they got it within the first two clues. The first two clues are like, he's from Guadalupe when he played for La Havre. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of people, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. So, I'm disappointed. They were maybe lying, but they, they certainly said they got it easily. Yeah. 
Um, so hopefully today's is a, is a bit more difficult. Yeah, people aren't thinking about me here. <laughs> I have to answer these. <laughs> right, so um, for anyone that's not listened, it's a few clues and a fun fact about a player who used to be in the big time, now in the non-league time. Perfected that this week. Yeah, done well. Um, right, okay, first clue. Pen and paper yeah. at the ready. I was born in Ashford, that is Surrey Ashford, not Kent Ashford, just in case it makes a difference. In August 19. 19- <laughs> you know those two places exist? I knew Kent Ashford did because Ashford International is like a big uh, train station. Is it? And that's in Kent. International? Is that the Eurostar? I think you get like Eurostar and that on it. Um, Shoot, I'll put in brackets, sorry. Just but it's not that one. No, it's not, it's the Surrey one. In 1983. <laughs> okay. I stand. At six foot three. Just a second clue. Yes. I made my professional debut for Wickham Wanderers in 2000, having come through their youth system. I have 107 Premier League appearances, Ooh. with spells across Birmingham City, Wolves and West Ham. Okay. I now play in the National League with Bromley, scoring two goals... In 43 appearances since signing in 2017. 33 appearances. 43. 43. So I've left, basically, I've left out a lot of the, the middle ground, you know, like with, yeah. with Pascal Savage last week. I yeah. went through that, you know, I've cut it, cut it to the bare bones. My fun fact is I joined Pune, Pune, yeah. Pune City. The Indian one. Yeah, in the Indian Super League. For the 2015 season, which was when David Platt was head coach. And the marquee signing that season was not me, but Adrian Mutu. Um, How did play football in 2015? So, it's all that cocaine kicking going. Quick recap. He's played in India. Now played, now playing with Bromley. Yeah. 107 Premier League appearances with Birmingham, Wolves and West Ham. And 6 foot three started in 2000 with Wickham Wanderers. Any ideas? Yes. I think I do have an idea, actually. Good, good. Well, uh, we will give you that. Uh, we'll give you to the end of the show to mull that one over in hot water, as we always do, and then we'll find out the answer at the end. I don't, it just came to me there, so I hope I'm right. Much quite impressed. A spark with that. of inspiration. inspiration. Yes. Right. What's next? What is next? Well, that's a good question. It is thirty facts in in forty McFlurries. Yep. Good. I'm happy that that's made a return. Yeah. So last yeah. week you scored two point five. <laughs> I've got three point five. I'm down again. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, that's fine. The, I'll take that. The yeah. review was moderated, and it got taken down to two point five. Were you too generous with that? Uh, yeah, I was. I'm known as a generous market. So okay, right, can you listen this time rather than write down doodling on your I'm pad? Not, I'm not even going to write anything down. I don't even have a pad. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start your timer. Thirty seconds to reel as many facts about Avro FC or... Limeside or Oldham. Limeside or Oldham. Yeah, Avro FC is in the Limeside. Area of Oldham. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you ready? Um, Challenger, are you ready? I think this one, I've actually handwritten my notes, so it might be harder okay. to read. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. And remember, Bruce's price is always right. <laughs> and your time starts 
Now, Avro were founded in 1936, the Chelaton faction of British aircraft manufacturer Avro. Avro share a pitch with the rugby league team at Oldham Ruffyheads. The Vesco Stadium is based in Limeside, which was made a part of Oldham as part of the Oldham Extension Act 1950. Limeside St. Chad was closed in 2002 because of constant vandalism. The number 183 <laughs> transport citizens of Limeside to Oldham Royal Hospital. Oldham Royal was the site of the first test tube baby, Louise Brown. The median age of Limeside is 37. 1.52% of people in Limeside had a very bad health. Oldham was founded in the 7th captured rebels there and the decapitation of those rebels uh, created the term headless chickens I'm going to have to stop you there oh, it won't really yeah, 30 one. seconds was as you started that last one but I okay. wanted to hear it so um, I'm going to score you 3 right um, that seems because, fair because yeah because I think it was better than last week alright is that, is that how you <laughs> is that how you right well, I'm not going to do this right, you, <laughs> so you're currently on 5.5 yeah Um so well done. Do you want to know an actually really interesting fact that I didn't get to? Yeah, because I mean the scoring, it, it's pointless, isn't it? I re- I I, that, I like that better than last week. I'll give you that one. Winston Churchill was, a, was MP of Oldham in 1900. Oh. First, his first parliamentary position. That's a good one. Yeah, we didn't get that was number 12. I also like that one that was just before it as well. The Headless Chickens one. The Headless, headless yeah. Chickens one. I think that one's more dubious. I've tried, I've tried to fact check <laughs> that one, but I, think only, I only saw it in one place. Well, do you know, there's more to Avro FC... And Limeside Oldham. Yeah. Then I knew. Well, that's that's the point, isn't it? I suppose. That's why we do it. I mean, the point is also to get points. Um, yeah, well, you've got five point five. I've got none. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, that's clearly you have the points to give out, so you must have a stock of points somewhere, and you're rationing them. It's like money. there's a war on. <laughs> Apparently, it's like money. It's not real, is it? It's just a number on on a screen these days. Like, yeah, the money comes out the wall. But Don't like, points mean prizes, though. It, yeah. You can take it out of the cash machine at the end of the year. But, but that was good. That was all right. I like, do you know why I like that? Go on. I like it for lots of reasons, but I also like, it's a high octane, energetic start to the podcast. Yeah. Because sometimes, who am I, can can slow it it's down. too much thinking. Can slow it down. Whereas, yeah, that, boom, we're straight back up and we went to Avro last night. Yes, we did. So we decided to go to this a week or two ago. Um, yeah. We saw that it was on. We liked the name. We thought, Avro, what is that? Yeah. As you have just said, in your 30-second um, furious fact mayhem, it is uh, was an aviation manufacturer. It was. Now defunct. Now defunct. Um, so that's why it doesn't sound like a place. Because it isn't. Because it isn't. No. Um, so we thought, oh, well, we'll go. And yeah. we'll see what it's like. We're finding the midweek games at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, late night ones. Yeah. It's good. We tend to have stuff to do on Saturdays now. Yeah. Um, which we're not complaining about. No. If you have a free Saturday, we might go down to a three o'clock somewhere. Well, yeah, I'd like to do that. But we went to this. It was a, well, we thought it was a 7.45 kickoff. Ended up being an 8 p.m. kickoff. It did. Um, not sure why, but yeah. it was another drive job. Um, yes. It was another A57 job. But what happened after the A57? Yeah, this is this is where I, don't, I couldn't tell you which road it was, but I knew it was as we entered Failsworth. Yeah. Things got weird. The lights stopped. Yeah, so there were no lights anywhere. Uh, the roads narrowed down to... Pretty much single lanes. A yeah. lane and a half at yeah. best. Yeah. Um, and there was sort of... Every 50 metres or less, there was a site entrance. Yeah, it was like an abandoned industrial site. I'm sure there were abandoned cars and vans. Yeah, it was really scary. Really scary. Um, that, pitch black. You noted on the way, that is the first time on any of our journeys that we genuinely felt unsafe. Yes, yeah, so obviously when it comes to the scars and there is the journey score, yeah. we were nice and comfortable in the in the safety of our car, 
But the outside world was scary. It was like apocalyptic. Yeah. Um, and it was the first time really we've been out in the sticks for an episode. Yeah. Um, but once you're there, it's not out in the sticks. Once you're there, it's so a nice little community. That, that fails with seeing what we, there were little cottages now and then as well, which seemed nice. And as soon as we got into like Woodhouse's village, yeah. it was all fine again. Yeah. We could calm down. Yeah. But the stretch it, between Manchester and it yeah. was slightly unpleasant. Yeah. Um, but we got there safely. But we got there. Yes, with no knowledge of parking, but it's just quite a residential area, isn't it? Yeah. So we kind of rolled up to the, the actual stadium, didn't go in the car park and just parked or attempted to park. <laughs> <laughs> My but, car handling skills leave a little to be desired. And um, basically, I'm a. I'd say four or five attempts to just park it on a, on a pavement. <laughs> you went up onto the pavement, not at like a... I don't Woo! even know when you call it. When the, basically, when the pavement goes down, you can drive onto it. Yeah. Didn't go on one of them, just went straight for the curb. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought was brave. Ballsy. Ballsy. I'm bold. I'm yeah. a bold driver. A gutsy driver, Yeah, if you will. Um... And and we felt, boy, did we feel it? Yeah, <laughs> boy, did my neck feel that? Like. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, a good three or four reversing and then inching forward and then reversing again. I don't really, I can't really remember why. It's because I was at an angle and I was trying, but I was just doing it wrong. And and then the back wheel came off the curb. Yeah, uh, obviously <laughs> the back wheel came off. Um, and um. Eventually, we, I, we just had to go again. Well, yeah. I got it in a place where I just went, right, sod it, I'm yeah. leaving it. We got up and realised I parked in front of someone's drive. Uh, well, virtually at yeah. someone's drive. And it was mostly on the road. And this is quite a narrow road. And everyone else's cars were basically either on the pavement or yeah. just onto the they road. They had like three quarters of their car on the, on the pavement. And we had like three quarters of the car wide pavement, on the road. to be fair. Yeah. Um, so we redid it. It was fine. Uh, well, then I left the engine. I got out and shut the door and left the engine. In. Then I, I I reached in to turn the engine off um, and accidentally turned it like you know when you on turn again. it on more and it just screams at you. So it was all it was a punished being, that is, isn't it? Um, so it's had a hard yeah, life. I don't deserve that cat. No. It, it, it's put up with me. But anyway, we headed in. Yes. Nice friendly chap at the turnstile. Mm-hmm. Um, no concessions, but still only five pounds. Now their Twitter page had five pound, three pound. Under 16 is free. I assume the £3 must be a concession price. But it, oh, so it didn't label what the £3 was? No. It literally Maybe said, it's pensioners. I meant it's pensioners. Yeah. You know when on Twitter when they list things with emojis? Yeah. So they have like a calendar emoji. Right. And then the date. And they have the time emoji, 8pm and then blah, blah, blah. So they had like the money emoji, £5, £3. Right. Under 16 is free. Yeah. I can't imagine they get many students to be No. Fair. So then I turned up and went, have you got a student price, mate? And he was just like, no, we don't. He was very nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very pleasant. It wasn't like snappy. No. Um, so we paid £5 in. Yep. Uh, you paid £2 for a programme. I did. Um, Here it is. There it is. This is at home can see which, that. Which is, really, <laughs> which is really good. It covers, what, three games? Three games, yeah. So Darwin was the first one, so it's the most in date for this game. And then Atherton and Daisy Hill. And it's called the Bombardier. Yes, it is. Presumably something to do with the aviatory history. The Bombardier. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very good, as all the squads. I mean, Atherton only have a squad of about 12 players, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. And Darwin have a squad of about 90. It's got a history of all the different teams in there. It's got like a run through the season so far. A word from OB. OB, O'Brien. Yeah, that's not a, that's not OB from the Hateful Eight, for those Tarantino fans. That is Lee O'Brien, one of the managers. It's the first game I've ever been to where it's been two management teams against each other. 
Oh, is it double managers on each side? Yeah, Leo Bryan and James Hampson of Avro, and Kenny Langford and Luke Evans of AFC Darwin. I suppose at kind of this level, we must state for those of you who don't know that Avro are in the Northwest Counties Division One North. So that's the tenth. Eighth? Oh, tenth is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. It's not far. Though. Northwest Counties is oh, same. It's same as Main Road, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Main, well, so Main Road, same tier as Main Road, but a different division. Yeah. So Main, Main Road South. Yeah. And this is North. Yeah, because it's an Auburn. So there's like, so before out of the National League North, which is yeah. six, seven and eight are the Northern League. Yes. Ones, I think. Evo Stick. Yeah. Northern League, Northern Premier. Yeah, and then then it's Hallmark Security. Premier. Premier, Northwest Counties Premier. Yeah, Northwest Counties Premier. Northwest Counties Premier, then Northwest Counties. Division 1 North and South. Division 1 North and South. So, that's that's where we are. So, it's number 10. (laughs) Yes. And what I was going to say was at this level, I imagine it's probably quite common to have management teams just in case one of them has something else to do. Probably. I imagine so. Um, Especially on a a weekday evening. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got the programme, we headed off, we found the 4G pitch. What a beautiful setup it was. I mean, it's the. By definition, almost the best surface we've seen. Yeah. I think we've seen a better surface. It's better than like Stockport or Old Tube. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they have to maintain grass pitches. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that it's difficult to, but it's just a very, very. It's just nice to have a 4G pitch, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, very and nice. Spoiler alert, the football showed, didn't it? Yeah. Lovely, lovely football inside Avro. Especially from Avro. So the players were warming up when we got there, and the first thing we clocked really was the VIP lounge. Yes. The door was ajar. And I saw like a, a Was it not chair. a door? Hey? Was it not a door? Ah! What it is? It's like, I don't really, like armchairs, aren't they? Yeah. Like old school armchairs. Kind of velvety. Velvety, green, dark velvety, green. like wooden legs. And there's about 30 of them in there, 20, yeah. 30 of them. All identical chairs. Yeah. So two two or three tiers, maybe? Yeah. When we, if we upload a, a written report of this, I, we did we take pictures of it. So yes, there'll be we did. pictures on the Made Sam Musings. Um, just, really, just really bizarre. And in there was a table with a Mac on it uh, with a DJ playing banging tunes. Yeah, the Tannoy system was, was something to behold, wasn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. And there's, a, there's a, a seated, proper plastic seated side. Yeah, three, not all the way along. But, three rows, wasn't it? Yeah. Of seats, but quite wide. So half the length of the pitch. Yeah. Okay, put quite a few people in there. And across the other side, on the long side, opposite, was like uh, sheltered standing. Yeah, yeah. Ish. Um, That's small. So, so we met this chap. Yeah, so Outside the VIP lounge. Um, this is, so we started taking pictures of the VIP lounge, as anyone would. Yeah. And he started, this, this fellow came over to us, like, is it your first time, etc., etc. Presume we were Darwin fans. Yeah. Explained that we weren't, and we just liked non-league. He seemed happy about that. He did. He said, he, "Well, we said we we're trying to go as many yeah. as possible in Manchester." And he went, "What did he say?" Like, "Oh, well done. Good, good on good you. Good on you. That's it. Good on you." He spoke everything. Came out the side of his mouth. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> I'm not sure if that comes across well on the mic, but that's what it was like. Um, yeah, nice bloke. It was a little bit of a history. Yeah. About like the pitch and stuff and the area. That, uh, yeah. Um, because there was the the best them being sponsored by Vesticare. Uh, is a local business and, and, and how they'd helped renovate and the stands etc yeah. etc and how they'd, they'd only moved in a couple of years ago uh, and the rough heads weren't there at the time but have come back um, and all sorts yeah and the um, quite history to the place England Sport had to boot the council into order didn't they to, mm. to get them the pitch yeah 
And then he had his right, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. So he said, oh, I presume you girls came up off the M60. We didn't, but we said yes anyway. He said, oh, did you got that big helmet? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. And he was like, um, when I came up, I saw a, a man um, pushing a handcart up there. And he's like, oh, really? That's strange. Full of horseshoes. And we're like, really? And he's like, oh, he's pushing his luck. He was. And we were... Oh, gone. Oh, we were Completely gone. gone. Completely gone. Pushing I, his luck. I was in, I was so invested in this man. I thought it was like the most interesting story I'd ever heard. Did not see it coming. And then he pulls that on us. I think he just wanted to get rid of us, actually. Pushing his luck. Because he couldn't, he couldn't continue the conversation after that, could he? No, exactly. Well, yeah, he just walked off. He just walked off then. Um, so he was nice. Then we went to get some food. Yes, so we went, um, we went around past the van and into the uh, secret entrance of the clubhouse. Clubhouse had like three sides. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's quite. It was very big, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, on the on the entrance, we went in. There was a nice cardboard sign saying "bar," an yeah. arrow pointing inwards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we and that pointed us towards like a big function hall where it was like one table of two people just eating sandwiches there. <laughs> and I don't back because getting food here. Yeah. Um, no one at the bar. And then you spotted the other side of the bar, there was like some chairs and little stuff around the other side, so we went round and in there. So there's, there were sort of three sides where you could get served at the bar, but none of them were connect, none of them were open to each other. Yeah. So you had to go through two sets of doors to so get you, to the other side of the bar. in the big function hall, that's where the biggest area of the bar was. No one was there. Through some double doors, and there was like a hatch. That said queries or inquiries <laughs> yeah. here or something like that. Um, and that was closed mm. at the time wasn't soon after and then went through door doors into this like other bar area yeah which was nice and cosy at the telly on for and, the United game yeah and a few people in there we thought this makes sense and then we sat at the, sat at the bar on the stools and just waited didn't we waited and waited and um, to be fair there's only a couple of people working on yeah um, but there wasn't a lot of people waiting to be served but then people just started getting served out of the inquiries hatch which is really weird <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were sat there probably a good ten or fifteen minutes before we got served. Uh, but the woman was very apologetic when, yeah. we, when I uh, finally plucked up the courage to be like, "Excuse me, can we have a couple of hot chocolates, please?" Um, yeah. So she was very nice, and um, we got our hot chocolates, and then the pies arrived. Yeah, this was a, this was quite a kerfuffle, wasn't it? Really. Yeah. Well, she yeah. So we heard her banging on about how um, there's just not enough communication. Yeah. Oh, she wasn't happy. She was not happy. This was before there was any sign of pies. Yeah. There'd been talk of pies. Some people had mentioned pies, but you couldn't see any pies. They had one of those, you know, like the Holland's hot oven things. Yeah, so... But there's no pies in there. As you see it on, on bar sides. Yeah. Often. Um, no hot pies in there. No. And there was talk of some pies. She said that there was a severe lack of communication about something. We yeah. were all a bit, oh, this is up in the air. Then all of a sudden you hear one of the, the bloke who's working the bar... Out of sight, just goes empires for sale. It was quieter though, wasn't it? It was like empires for sale, <laughs> as if like what else would they be for? And then he just arrived with like thirty pies yeah. in a tray, started and, loading them into the. Before that, we were designed up the crisps, weren't we? Because at the time, we still thought it was a quarter two kickoff. Half-time pie. Yeah, give me a, a grab a packet of crisps and run scenario, but extra fifteen minutes did us good, didn't it? Yeah, pies came out. I got meat and tatty. You got steak. 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 Uh, and a bag of crisps each. Um, so two bags of crisps, two pies and two hot chocolates was about 7.50, I think. 7.40, I believe it was. 7.40, okay. Yeah. Um, which what? was, and it was nice. Yeah, worked out, what, £2 for the pie, £1 for the hot chocolate and 75p for the uh, bag of the crisps. Which is decent. Yeah, that wouldn't goes. add up to 7.40. Is it not? 
Yeah, that would have been 750. Oh, yeah, so It'd be 740 yeah. if it was 70p. Yeah, it'd be 750. Right. Um, so, <laughs> let's not get bogged down. <laughs> and who said what to whom? Right. Um, <laughs> so we headed out. Yes. It was still dry, but it was getting quite cold and a bit windy. So we headed out. We thought, oh, we'll have our pies in the seated area. Sat down and, and then there. maybe take up a standing position once we finished our pie. Yeah. We went over. Had our pies. Um, they were quite mine. Mine was. We've spoken about it before on uh, this podcast. The meat and potato pie conundrum. When there is no visible meat, it's it's all it's like, like a sloopy liquid. Yeah. It was like that, but it was actually quite tasty. Unlike the one we had at Main, I had at Main Road, <laughs> which was the exact same consistency but didn't taste it much. Okay. Uh, your steak one. My steak good. one was very nice. Yeah. Um. But, nothing on the ones at Ashton. Oh no! no. I've, I've I've been dreaming about them. Been dreaming about the food at Ashton. Yeah. Um. So the 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 players came out. Yes. Game kicked off. There was quite a few people there, I'd say. Um. And before too long, it started raining. So we never actually went out and took up a stand. No, we just nipped up to the bin. Yeah. Deposit our litter, and then moved over to where the crowd was. Because before we were kind of just sat adrift, weren't we? Yeah, um, watching people kick balls at the goal, and then join the rabble. Yeah, so players came out and uh, kick off, and well, but the almost simultaneously we found out that Romelu Lukaku had scored for Manchester United yeah. as Avro yeah. tore through the Darwin defence and opened the scoring yeah. at the Vesta Care Stadium. Yeah, I had what what eyes on the number seven Philip Armstrong tapping at the far post and the cross from the number nine. And also an ear on a bloke to one nil United, <laughs> Lukaku. Who's that? Lukaku. <laughs> yeah, that's a proper shout. It very monk, that man. Um, very monk. A lot of United fans there, I thought. Yeah, yeah, there were. But I, I, it's kind of United territory, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of area of the world. Yeah. So, Scalsy territory, isn't it? Scalsy. Um, Avro played some lovely stuff. Incredible football. Seriously, a lot of it went through the left back, didn't it? Yeah. Here we were. Who was? Closest to us during the first half, he had a lovely ball on him, and all the front three. So it was like the eleven, nine, and seven, so quick, and a first touch to die for, really. Yeah, and the some of the balls over the top, oh. which you very rarely see in non-league, were perfectly weighted. Perfectly weighted. The number eight and the number ten in the midfield. Number eight was a decent footballer. The number ten was a bit of a tall bruiser. Yeah, they worked well together. And then the captain. Oh, the number six. What's he called? Rathbone? Yeah, Rathbone. Um, Rathbone. He was an absolute unit. Yeah, he, he was. He was He was a commanding... He's one of those captains who's definitely captain for the personality. Yeah, not for the... Maybe not for their footballing ability. And he's a hangover from the old days of the, of the grass pitch. <laughs> you know, he's not, you know his, his style of football didn't lend itself to the, uh, the beautiful surface, did it? No, but he did well. The, and the defence... Let very little through from Darwin. I mean, Darwin were nowhere near as threatening as Avro anyway. But no. I think he defended. Yeah, there, were, well. there was the number four sat in front of the two centre backs. Yeah, who was incredible. Yeah, he was mopped everything up. He was very good. Yeah. So yes, and then it was, and then it, um, two nil before we knew it. Yes. Um, before that, I may oh. add, just while we're on the, the subject of Sam Rathbone, his dive. Oh God! Oh, yeah. it's incredible. So I think it was the the right winger, the, uh, the Darwin right winger, number ten. Kind of went for the ball, and Rathbone just got there before him, and he he did one of those dives where like 
he jumped up and his legs bunched up into yeah. his chest. Yeah. So he curled up kind of into a bow in the air and then like splatted on the floor. <laughs> what did the the Avro left back say yeah, to so, so the, the Avro, Lino? The Avro left back was like shouting at the Lino. He was like, Lino, Lino. How is that not a foul? And then uh, the um, Lino said something and he went, what? And just kind of came up to him and he said something again. And he went, he jumped. <laughs> he jumped. No, <laughs> and he did. Like, yes, he did. Yes, yeah. he definitely did. The uh, the manager wasn't he, in the dugout was funny as well. I don't know which one of the managers he was. No, but crikey, Charlie, call for everything. There was one where the number eleven rounded the keeper, but wasn't able to keep the ball in. Yeah, and the keeper may have made some contact, may not have done, but he didn't go down anyway. And this gaffer was absolutely apoplectic. Like he's convinced he should have had a penalty he for was it. Incensed. Yeah, incensed. He was a a feisty character, clearly. Yeah, I've also um, just seen that I've got written down. We saw a UFO. Oh yeah, the UFO. Frankie um, Charlie, that was scary. There was like it was a bright yellowy orange light. It was a very weird glow in the sky that wasn't bright. It, it looked was a glow, at first yeah. when it was in the distance, like it was like a Chinese lantern or something. On, yeah, something on fire. But then it came towards us. Yeah, drifted towards us in a very robotic manner. And then flew away. Yeah, could have been a drone or a plane. No. <laughs> Aliens. Um, yeah. Uh, the guy sat to the left of you. Had a lovely set of combat trousers on. <laughs> yeah, he, had he a, did. He had a My First Scout planner. Yeah, he did. Or like a book with loads of pictures drawn in it. Um, pictures, so, not pictures. Yeah. 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 Just to clarify for um, any listeners there. Um, so he must have been scouting. Scouting someone, yeah. The two in front of us had Northwest Counties Hallmark jackets. So I don't know yeah. if they were like officials. Because the manager at half-time... Or one of the coaches came along um, and offered them a break. He was the one who gave um, said Lukaku had scored. Yeah, same bloke. Yeah, they were talking to them. So we kind of positioned ourselves in between like a group of people. The three men in front of us, all probably in their sixties and seventies, I'd say. Yeah, couldn't understand a word they were saying. Yeah, it looked mumbling. It's such mumbling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people to the to the right of me. With combat trousers to your left, and these people to the right of me, they were having funny conversations. I've got one, uh, one written down here. It was uh, I remember watching Uddersfield West Brom in nineteen seventy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were definitely Darwin fans then. Yeah, I think, I think they, they were. They pro- sounded proper like yeah, proper Blackburn accents. Yeah, um, Peter Jones in Wheatfield. He's got a sail on. What? Yeah, they were. They were. I love non-league conversations because it's so rarely about yeah. what's going on in front of them. <laughs> Um, yeah. And there's a, there's a dad and his kid just out front left, yeah. which was nice to see. Um, that dad had that was drinking from McDonald's cup for the whole match. Did he? Yeah, I don't know how much liquid he had in there. But he kept going. Bottom, yeah. a bottomless mug. Maybe yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, Avery scored again. Header. Yes, that was the number ten, Michael Stockdale. Very tall bloke, shaved head, like he meant business. Lovely ball in mm. from the number eleven, Ryan Nelson. Yeah, the younger who I think the might have been the announcer's son or something because he went uh, goal goal from Stockdale and it was from the lovely ball <laughs> incredible the lo- incredible cross from Ryan Nelson um, so I think there might have been some bias in there yeah uh, but Avro were in complete control yeah the only bit I've got other thing I've got written down here before half time was when the Sam Rathbone went, thank you Lina <laughs> um, when uh, an offside decision was given yeah um, almost sarcastic almost not Darwin had a free kick that was kind of l- not bottom corner but it mm. was nice height for the goal yeah kick. and that wasn't a free kick either the number 8 the other number 8 had nipped in 
and the uh, in the Darwin players attempt to strike the ball, he kicked yeah. number eight, and then they gave it as a free kick. Ref gave to, it the wrong way to Darwin, so it was in a shooting position, and the keeper, who was a bit of a unit, yeah. again a hangover from the old days, I'd expect timber, a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of natural timber. But I, I thought he was quite good. I didn't, I mean, I he thought, saved the free kick well. I thought he was very good. I think he he ordered the defence around a lot. Yeah, and, he, and, and we were saying, oh, I can't wait to see him test it. Yeah. See what happens. But he saved that free kick well. Went out for he got really angry once, though, didn't he? He got in a bit of a strop when uh, the number five of the centre-half didn't pass it back to him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm absolutely furious. Um, he just wanted something to do. Didn't have much action, did he? No, he didn't. After we were in complete control. Um... And it was 2-0 at half two time. Have you got time. anything else to add? Uh, the only thing, the next thing I've got written down is the rain. Oh, well, yeah. So as the so it kind of started spitting as the match started. And as the match went on, it just gradually got heavier and heavier and heavier and more blustery. The wind picked up. And slowly but surely, all the people around us started moving back rows as the shelter was kind of being invaded by yeah. this rain. Everyone on the front row moved to the middle row, and then after about five or ten minutes, everyone moved on to the back row. Yeah. And after another five or ten minutes, everyone was stood up yeah, behind, behind, behind the back row. Behind the back row. That's <laughs> where we were at half time. Um, and then we were there for about 20 minutes, didn't we? Yeah, so there was, there was um, a, a bit of an incident at half time, you'd say. So half time came, it was 2 0. The rain was absolutely pouring down. We thought, a few people headed off to the clubhouse. Yeah. We thought, maybe, maybe fancy a brew or something, but do we caught. really want to yeah. walk through the rain to get there? We'd have to run. Um, there was some Avro players... Warming up, um, if yeah, you call it that. <laughs> just messing about, yeah. having a bit of fun at half-time. Yeah. Putting crosses in, trying to score overhead kicks. Uh, one of them would go in goal. Yeah. Um, just having, having a laugh, really. Nice to see. Yeah. Having a daft laugh in that. Having a daft laugh in that. And um, so we thought, oh, we'll just, we'll just watch this. It's quite entertaining. So we watched that. No players came out, I reckon. Really, yeah, I mean, you're not checking your watch at half time, but you, sometimes you get a sense that this has gone on for a long time. Yeah. And I reckon probably about after 20 minutes. Yeah, when you said it was six minutes past nine. Yeah. The and the de- there was def- definitely only like one or two minutes added on if at the that, end of the first yeah. half, if that. Um, the Darwin players came out. No sign of the Avro players or, or match officials. And then the Darwin players went back in, and um, one of the coaching staff from Avro, I think, came out onto the pitch, and um, someone from the crowd who must have known him shouted on him to like, "Oh, what's that? what's happening? What's going on?" sum it up sort of thing and he shouted back uh, um, don't sh-, like, like, he like beckoned him you know, come here don't shout don't shout and went and said something to him quietly so by this point we were thinking something's strange something's up here um, then we got an announcement on the tannoy over the tannoy saying if we wanted to go in and warm up and have a drink or whatever then we could do because unfortunately uh, AFC Darwin player had been taken ill yeah. uh, in the dressing room Yes. Um, and the obviously the second half was um, delayed, possibly postponed, waiting on the word of the referee, basically. Yeah. Um, so, right, so we, we, we headed in. A um, few murmurs, obviously, everyone going, oh, hope he's okay. Um, so we went in, got a brew. Everyone was in there watching the United game. Um, and I, I would say, was it about half nine by that point? Yeah. So half time had lasted 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and you're starting to think well they're probably not going to play the second half now are they um, 
And, uh, oh, we saw an ambulance. Yeah, so the, as we went into the clubhouse, the ambulance turned up. So we were like, well, I guess it'll just be until the ambulance leaves. That Yeah, so then some, we were watching the game inside and someone came in and, and heard them say, um, oh, ambulance is leaving, ambulance is gone. Like, right, okay, so presumably we'll find out what's going on soonish. Um, and then pretty sharpish, uh, we found out the game was off to be replayed another time and we can tell you because I'm sure um, those of you who don't know about this will, will, will be concerned we can tell you that we think the player is is okay um, so it's Niall Ellis for AFC Darwin and uh, one of the managers of AFC Darwin um, Luke Evans put out this message this morning so that's Thursday morning uh, I'd like to say after last night's incident, many thanks to AverFC for their help in the treatment of our player Niall Ellis and the compassion showed from the man on tests, but will not play football for the foreseeable future. No risk can be taken with the health of a young player and the help that we received was fantastic. Um, so he's obviously not well, but hopefully he'll get better. He's on Maybe the road to recovery and obviously we give our thoughts to him. Of course. Of course. Um, and um, yeah, it's a shame the game got called off, but that sort of thing's yeah. got to come first. Um, and we got given a ticket, a little raffle ticket. In case you want to go back. That means when it gets uh, rescheduled, we'll get it for free uh, for the replay. So, I mean, Avro will probably be um, disappointed that they were in such a good position yeah. and got called off. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of Darwin fans, if any, if there was some at the game, will have um, been a bit disappointed to have travelled that all that yeah, way. Yeah, there was um, there was a bloke in the clubhouse, wasn't there, who was like complaining about all the distances to uh, <laughs> yes. to go in the in yeah, the yeah. Uh, in, in non-league. I remember the only one I got written down here is like uh, he started talking going all the way to Carlisle, bloody city. Yeah, he wasn't happy about going to Carlisle for some of his matches. No, but the other bloke then started commending the Carlisle city ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, and saying that it was quite nice. Went, well, I've not been to Carlisle city, but I've been to Carlisle Carl- proper. He, Carlisle proper. He didn't know it was Carlisle United. No. He, was, he was like Carlisle. Football club because <laughs> yeah. Carlisle back when it were a three sided stadium, I'm assuming they've got four sides now. <laughs> and they're like, it's Carlisle Football Club, it's right next to the river. I think they have a bit of trouble with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was going, Well, it's all right for us, uh, it's kind of all right for us fans. We're only going north and south. Think of referees, they're, they're all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> It's your other kitchens, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've got no more no, to say, really. I'm afraid. Because... Well, I, well, I did see um, a keeper who I played against in the FA People's Cup there. Oh, oh with his bad ankle. <laughs> his horrible gabby ankle. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with his ankle, but it was honestly awful. I've got a picture of it, so maybe that'll go on the website if, uh, yeah. if it doesn't bring up the age rate. It's like one of the, you know, when there's a horrible football injury <laughs> and like match of the day won't even show it because it's so disgusting. That was the shape of his ankle. But yeah. So I think he's had his shoe slightly off, but that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, probably. We can only give our impressions. I mean, to be fair, we were there as long as we would have been for an actual match. So we've, got, we've got all the impressions we need. Um, of of the club and yeah. I really enjoyed it I thought it was very welcoming oh yeah brilliant really lovely uh, ground um, and if we went again I don't think we'd go that way no because we came back on the M60 right on the ship on, on the, the ship yeah because yeah yeah because okay. your, your car had swam off because it was so bored with you <laughs> punishing it giving up on me yeah. um, so anything else to add not an Avro, 
Um, other than the scores. Non-league board, non-league board, non-league So it's time for us to reveal the scores. Yes, which we thought long and hard about. Long and hard about. Um, so, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, so we um, we give it a score out of 10 in five categories, and then we give a word or phrase explaining why we've given it that yeah, score. Which hopefully gives you a picture of the doubt. So, stadium, eight out of ten. Artificial turf. Food and drink, six out of ten. Pies for sale. Atmosphere, five out of ten. Friendly, but flaccid. Journey, three out of ten. Apocalyptic. And the mascot score, as they do not have a mascot, and we don't believe that clubs do not have a mascot, should not be punished for not having one, um, has had to be worked out through the Duckworth-Lewis Ainley method, Yes. which has come out at a 5.5, giving them an overall score of 27.5. And I'm sure you're all fascinated to know where that puts them on the non-league board. Yes. Well, it puts them joint seventh uh, equal with Main Road. Yeah, so when we figured this out, and looked at the fact that it had surprisingly come out exactly the same score as Main Road. I, I think it works because it's quite like, nice. It was good for it. They were both of them, same tier, good for their own reasons, you know, enjoyable yeah. in their own way, awful in their own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they can be both be proud of coming above Curzon Ashton and Salford City, both National yeah. League and National League North clubs. League news. No, not League News. Not League Two bits of news each. Yeah. Do you want to kick us off? I all right. My first one is on Gateshead, the Heed. Uh, they have survived a winding up order that would have seen them enter enforced liquidation wow. uh, for their debts of £20,000. Um, it relieved some of the pressure on the club. Um, they're basically having an unbelievable season, considering. So they're pushing for the playoff places in the National League. Um, despite only having 14 outfield players. Um, they had um, a pretty... At the start of the season, you didn't think it, it was going to be a nothing season. It would probably be a battle for staying up. Um, I don't think it would have been Gateshead, and you'd have been delighted. <laughs> yeah. Um, they will be delighted now. They will be very delighted, because they, they survive to play another day. Um, the club are still under a transfer embargo, uh, and all this is not well as they've had their captain, Fraser Kerr, sold to rivals Hartlepool United for just £4,000, and the manager, Ben Clark, knew nothing about it. Oh, wow. Um, Did he want to leave? um, I'm not sure, but basically the the reason why it's all kind of gone down the pan is um, the the powers that be above the manager are a bit dodgy at the moment, and that's why part of the reason why um, Steve Watson left in January. Um, and drop down a league into uh, the National League North. Greatest um, league of all time. Yeah, I'd say. So, yeah, all, all is not well, but the news, thankfully, is that they're not going into liquidation. Thank God for that. Good news. Talking about dodgy owners. Yeah. We've got an update on North Ferriby United. So, the Ferriby owners, Carl Chadwick and Jane Wotham, learned on Tuesday that their name change rejection will not be overturned. So, that was the application to change the name of North Ferriby to East Hull and relocate yeah. from North Ferriby to Hull. 
So therefore, they consider the plans to relocate to be no longer viable, and now they're supposedly going to sell the club that want to finance it anymore. No, oh. well, I, I know it's sometimes dangerous because what if they get someone yeah. worse? But, but yeah, it should be good news. And our leads, yeah, yeah, I think that should be good news, and hopefully they can just put it all behind them and crack on, being North Ferriby United as everyone wants them to be. Yeah. You know? Why and not? So should they be? And so should they? Famous be. old club. Yes, they are. Your second piece of news, please. Right. Well, this is the news that Southern League Premier Division South team, Farnborough FC, have started a GoFundMe page. For their... <laughs> GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. Go GoFundMe. GoFundMe. <laughs> Ken Bruce. On GoFundMe Master. It's, it's, it's time to play GoFundMe Master. <laughs> they've they've started a GoFundMe page for. <laughs> their defender Matt Bevans and I think this is quite nice it's a nice story because in some ways it's nice basically he's suffered his second ACL injury <laughs> so he was last at Farnborough FC in 2014 he was on loan there and his spell with them came to an abrupt end when he did his ACL and he's come back to Farnborough FC this season and done it again <laughs> which is obviously terrible news and we wish him uh, the best luck in recovering from that and hopefully it's not career um, threatening but um, basically, because he's going to struggle for work and Farnborough FC don't really have the money to pay a player that's not playing for them, um, they've set up a GoFundMe page um, to try and help him out financially. It's GoFundMe. Uh, what? GoFundMe. That's what I'd say. I can't get over it. What? Go, Go, what? GoFundMe. GoFundMe. That's the word. GoFundMe. <laughs> that's, so, that's so, like, it's like you're ordering them. GoFundMe. You, now, go fund me. It's like, go fund me. It's like, I'm in need. <laughs> okay. I don't think it matters. No, I don't think it does. Um, yes, yeah, so he's out for the season and can't work. Uh, so the club wants to help him financially. If you want to look that up, it's called Boroughs Bevans. Um, they've set a target for £2,000 um, and people have started donating already. So, go help a man out. Yeah. Maybe it's go fund me. Go fund me. <laughs> Not like he's a king. <laughs> go! Get out of my sass. And fund me. King wouldn't need anything. And go fund me! Arrest that man and lock him away. So, Trush, I'll move on to the final piece of non-league Oh, please do. <laughs> please do. Rest right, we're going to head over to Nottinghamshire. Do you know what? I've never been to Nottinghamshire, In so fact, this is great. This is a suburb of Nottingham. That's what United management duo Martin Carruthers and Mark Clifford have parted company with the club. So there's general concerns about the defensive frailties at the moment. Despite only being ninth, so not too bad really in the league, and the, the league's top scorers, the right. powers that be as we call them, have decided it's time to, to move on. They had two promotions with the club, got them to where they are, and cup successes along the way, including a, a not senior cup. I know we love our senior cups on we this do. podcast, don't we? So that's obviously a lot of success. Trophy cabinet full, thanks to them. And they've appointed Liam Hearn as manager, who was, I believe, head lead community coach or something like that beforehand so promoted from within yes so an interim basis okay whilst they look permanently Uh, and as well as like a new goalkeeper coach a new head coach and a new director of football I think the vice chairman's actually become the director of football so clearly there's a bit of a restructuring going on so maybe that's part of the reason behind it try and shore things up yeah I think so just make it a bit more consistent well if they can sort the defence out yeah it's going for fun yeah, but then you don't want to notify the attacking threat that they have, do you? No. And I imagine the fans like it's gonna it. It's going to be like um, Burnley's first season under the Dyke. Oh, no. It's just like, it's dried up, nil-nils all over the place. Well, after Eddie Howe after, came in. Yeah. Uh, that is, that is, that's the Eddie Howe to Sean Dyke's transition yeah. right there. Yeah, maybe. 
I reckon it might be. Uh, that's all we've got, isn't well, it? Well, best of luck to them, to the club, and all. best of luck to the, the outgoing managers, because yeah. it sounds like they've done a good job, so they hopefully have. they get something else. I think that's the case. Marvellous. That was all the news. And on to the old boy. Mm. Another one. Two out of two weeks. You're on a roll. On a roll. So this is a bit a slightly reformatted old boy. <laughs> really? <laughs> of really? sorts. We never um, do that. No, we never do that. So I'm going to talk about Mark Patterson, who some of our older listeners may remember. I definitely don't remember him until I researched him. Nope. Five foot six midfielder, born in Darwin, and also has another connection to the club, which we'll come to. So this man came through Blackburn Academy. Yeah. I guess close to Darwin makes sense, doesn't it? Was there from 83 to 88. 101 appearances, 20 goals, so a decent return. Then moved to Preston, scored 19 and 55, so quite a prolific spell. Two years there, then moved to Bury, 10 in 42, one season, the 1991 season. Made a name for himself at Bolton, 169 appearances, 11 yeah. goals. This one's a Burnley fan's worst night. <laughs> no, literally, every Lancashire club, but then, then, as I've written here, my friend, in 1995, left Lancashire for Yorkshire, when he moved to Sheffield United. Yeah. Again, all right return, four goals, 73 appearances. Then a variety of spells. South End, I think that was a lone spell. Then back to Bury, Blackpool. <laughs> and then finished at Scarborough FC. Before oh. they folded, before they dissolved. Awesome. Was um player coach there under Russell Slade. No. Yeah, uh, then became his assistant coach before he was sacked. And then yeah. he left as well. Then it became player manager at Lee RMI in 2003, which I believe stands for Railway Mechanics Institute. <laughs> I don't know that, what that's a football team yeah that's brilliant I don't know what his connection is to that team but he decided to go there it's like Avril in industrial they're called the Lathers I'm not sure it's into the Lathes as in the uh, but it's part of the Y Lathers so I don't really know what that means I thought they'd be like the railwaymen yeah it make, would make sense wouldn't it are railwaymen like they are, are they I bad think. Are, they, are they bad people railwaymen well, like highwaymen <laughs> ah that's what I'm thinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think railwaymen is someone's I can't think who it is though so they moved from the Lathers to Chorley late that year, left in 2004 and joined Scarborough when Neil Redfern left yeah. in 2006 and stayed until May 2007, but they couldn't agree on a new contract. Fell off the radar for a bit, but then in 2017, made a glorious return to Darwin and decided to take the reins over AFC Darwin in 2017, but left later that year with the club in the relegation zone. Yeah. A not so glorious return. No, yeah, it was definitely a, a return of sorts. Um, moved in with his mum. Oh, Maybe. nice. That's Maybe. cute, isn't it? That's Mark Patterson, our old boy for this week. Well done to him. What an illustrious career. And we hope to make our way We're down. Not giving out one of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't deserve. <laughs> I don't know. You might do. Bit of a terrier in midfield and played, in the dugout. Never played for Huddersfield. That's our old boy. Right, another quick one. That's pretty much rounding us off, isn't it? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> The day after the raid at Bob Lodster's party was an unusual one in the Bess's office. Alan Kitchen wasn't stalking the grounds after he spent the night in a prison for taking the name of the Greater Manchester Police and Crime Commissioner. Dr. Y wasn't conducting his daily checkup of Shoreditch's blood pressure after he spent the night sleeping in a skip. And Mick McGaffer wasn't berating Mark Lyons for his poor pitch management after he spent the night plotting his revenge against Stanley Chippan. Instead, McGaffer was locked in a heated debate with club chairman Billy the Bruce. 
No, Mick, you can't just set fire to the clubhouse. You need proof before you can commit arson. I've seen all the fucking proof I need to. That chip banner has had it in for this club since day one, and he won't stop until we're nothing more than a pile of shit in rubble, which is why I want to beat the fucker to it. I won't have it, Mick. I'll have to relieve you of your duties if you carry on like this. Fine. If it's proof you fucking want, it's proof you'll fucking get. Don't do anything stupid. We can't have another repeat of the Shoreditch incident. This club won't survive another court case. Determined to bring down Chipan, McGaffer sets about assembling his most trusted players to compile a case against the Ramsbottom manager. Right, you're probably wondering why I called you here today. Barry knows why Barry's here. Barry, Barry saw it on email. Barry's here to sign a new contract. Uh, what's going on? I thought we were here to buy barb lights. Ah, Listen up, you soft-headed prick. You're really for the same reason. To bring that bastard chip pan to justice. Uh, why us? Listen, this is a crack team, not the whole fucking cast. The chairman won't let me act until I've got hard proof against that bastard chip pan. That's where you four come in. Lovers, you're the brains. We need you to crunch the numbers and munch the cucumbers. Barry, you're the firearms expert. And more so than that, you're a mad bastard. You're also the only one in this entire club that the listeners know can drive. Aston, I don't know why you're here, but you've got a funny voice. And Donny, your ego might come in useful. And I'm not seeing anyone wield a spade like you since Mark Lyons buried a Gary Baldy biscuit underneath a penalty spot in 1991. Barry doesn't need these clans. Barry can do it all himself. Fuck off, Shoreditch. I admire your confidence, but you're a loose fucking cannon. And quite frankly, I'd trust Edward Scissorhands to be my milkman before I let you do this alone. No, I've called in a favour from an old friend, Glen Pancakes. Uh, Glen Pancakes? Pancakes? That colourblind clown who used to walk off the pitch whenever he got booked. He's not colourblind. He can only see the colour red. The conspirators agree to relocate under the cover of darkness in Shoreditch's Ford Escort, where Glen Pancakes will outline the plan to take down Chippan. Gentlemen, good evening. For those who don't know me, I'm Glen Pancakes. I'm sure Michael has run you through the plan, but to make sure everything runs smoothly, and for the benefit of the listener at home, I'll run you through it once more. Is everyone here? Lovers is in Barry's boot, whose escort is only a five-seater. I hear he's quite bright anyway, so I'm sure you'll cotton on. We're going to break into Chip Pan's estate. We're going to find proof that he's been conspiring against the Bessers, and we'll have to take it to the chairman. Now, what are Chip Pan's defences? Those fucking Rottweilers. The last batch I sent to break in ended up in the dog's dinner. Uh, you tried this before? Yes, of course, you prick. Why do you think we turn over players so quick? Focus! Barry knows his laser tripwise. Good. That's right, Lapis. We'll have to remember about the quicksand. Right, are we all set? We best fucking be. Chip Pan will be expecting a retaliation, so we best keep on our toes. Step on it, Barry. Barry! <laughs> customary at the end of the show you're going to run through some clues aren't you I am I hope you've been thinking about it you, probably, you think you probably already know I think I had, a, I had a good idea as soon as you said it but I would like to hear the clues right again. well the rerun of the clues was that I was born in Ashford Surrey Ashford oh, yeah that always had me in August 1983 I stand at 6 foot 3 inches 
and made my professional debut for Wickham Wanderers in 2000, having come through their youth system. I have 107 Premier League appearances with spells across Birmingham City, Wolverhampton Wanderers and West Ham United. I now play in the National League with Bromley, who scored two goals in 43 appearances. What might that suggest about my position since signing in 2017? My fun fact is I joined Pune City in the Indian Super League for the 2015 season. David Platt was the head coach, and in that same season, they signed Adrian Mutu. Adrian Mutu. Who do you think it is, and what's giving it away? Well, pretty much the, what I went from was Birmingham weren't in the Premier League for long. So, two out of 43, that's a, that's a defender, unless it's a very conservative midfielder. And the classic defence that Birmingham had, I mean, their issue was they couldn't score any goals. Not that they had a bad defence. Yeah. Stephen Cart, right back. It's not him. <laughs> Liam Redgeworth, left back. And I know it's not him, because he's made a return somewhere in England, hasn't he? Because he was in America, but he's come back. To is like, it Paul and Timbers? Yeah, he's come back to that hole or someone like that now. I don't know. I've not seen him. And the centre arms was Scott and Dan. He was, I think he's at Crystal Palace and Roger Johnson, I believe. He had a very short loan spell at West Ham, and I think he played for Wolves when they came up. Oh, did they think they got him in for like the last six months of the season? And that's when they went down and they sat in at McCarthy. Um, I had no idea about him playing for Bromley or going to India, but I imagine his best mate is Deji Mutu. That's really what I see the deal. <laughs> that's what's so. So I think it's I think it's called Roger Johnson. I can't remember his name. It's definitely Roger something. <laughs> But maybe he was from Ashford, Kent. <laughs> that's my that's my issue here. But I think I will. I think I will make a guess on Roger Johnson. Uh, I can tell you that it was yeah. Roger Johnson. Uh, Ashford Kent was uh, George Ronson. <laughs> of course so, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Roger Johnson. Well done. Well, I'm quite pleased with myself actually because I got that one quite quick. Point to make prizes. Yeah, and that wasn't. They were easy clues. I did that quite logically. Yeah. Uh, do let us know if you work that one out. On the old Twitter. Yeah, on the Twitter. Uh, can you imagine if I'd scripted that? <laughs> no, because we don't script anything. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, Twitter, at NL Wanderers. Yeah. Follow us, let us know what you thought of this. Let us know if you got the Who Am I. Yeah, let us know if you get to Avro. Yeah, do. And uh, give us a rating. Subscribe to us. Yeah. Because uh, then you know when, <laughs> when we do more S- of subscribe this. To our, yeah, subscribe to our tweets as well. Because you can do that, can't do you? Do Twitter alerts. Twitter alerts, yeah. So when we tweet, because we tweet interesting Make tw- followers and then turn your no- uh, Twitter notifications on to SMS, <laughs> fax, <F-A-X>. email, <laughs> carrier pigeon. Yeah. Make sure, like, Hedwig is dropping off letters in your, <laughs> in your you. chimney and stuff telling you that we've tweeted. Yeah, and we're doing, what, this is a Second podcast in two weeks. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm thought. fatigued. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. And you can catch that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher. Ow. I just <laughs> myself in the eye, sorry. Uh, Podbean, not Buzzsprout, or maybe one of yeah. Puddy Beans. As we've said before, one of the gardening podcasts have thrown us <laughs> off. So... <laughs> but a gardening lady, that's what's happened. <laughs> I might have already made that joke, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm pleased with it anyway. In fact, tell us where you listen as well, because that'd be quite interesting. Because the way we get our stats, we can see some of them. There's like a big other section. That's quite. Yeah. That's one of the largest chunk, so... Tell can, us we see, a, can we see Stitcher? I don't think so. I reckon there's a lot of Stitcher. Do you think? I think we've thrown a lot of Stitcher, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> for slander. The Stitcher community. Yeah, probably. If there's a Stitcher open day, <laughs> I, mean, I think we've got to go... Where would it be? 
Unselfish. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, let us know if it's a stitcher. America will break America. But yeah, do let us know where you listen, how you listen, and what you want to see, slash hear, slash whatever from us. If you want to hear us go, just tell us to go away if you want. Yeah. We'd do that. We'd do that instantly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's pretty much all from us. Thanks for listening. Time for Subby Buy and Buys. (laughs) Can't believe you just said that. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Ta-ra. Bye, my Jesus Christ. (laughs) 